Welcome. You're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. And we are back to the rest of the sermon. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing in the room today? Good, thank you. Woo-hoo. Whoa, what are these voices, Miss Nikki? Yeah, we got, got some guests. <laughs> yes, we do. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the rest of the sermon. We got some special guests today, and um, they are just going to help us chime in on the entire podcast. And so we've got some exciting stuff to share with you. If you've been following the life of the church on our social media, been a part of anything, you know who these people are in the room, and it is Miss. Haley Murphy and uh, Mr. Sir, John. she's a Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Haley Murphy and Mr. John Murphy. So, welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks hey. for having us. Yeah, man, we're this, excited. Haley, you have been on the podcast before. You and Courtney were able to sit in here with me after Mother's Day and yeah. kind of break things down. But, John, welcome to it. Haley, welcome back. So, tell us what you guys do at the church, um, what your official role is, how long you've been there, like, Give the people some info. Is this your first time ever on a podcast, yeah, this is John? My ever. I've never right. been on a podcast okay. before. This is uh, it, dude. I've had mics in my face before, but this is a, <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So my name is Jonathan Murphy. I am one of two of the new production managers here at Westside. Um, we manage all of the technology aspect of things, as well as the scheduling for the worship team. Um, so if you've seen the projector, the slides, the the microphones, the sound at church, the TV, all of that is because of uh, what we do behind the scenes. Um, I have been attending Westside, I guess, now for four years, three in person and one when I lived in Virginia. Yeah, nice. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of this team. Uh, before being on the production side of things, I uh, was on the worship side of things, the worship team side of things, playing uh, in the band and and just being a member of the congregation. And you definitely still play in the band. John led this past Sunday, did an incredible job. Ah, Thank you. It was awesome. I texted my wife. I've already told you this, but I texted my wife and I said, you'll really love this Sunday if you enjoy a heavy lead guitar (laughs) and a Nashville twang. Yeah, I do. It was great. It was good. So great. How about you, Mrs. Haley? Hi. Well, uh, (laughs) I am Mrs. Haley. Yes. And uh, I, yeah, we're... The production managers, my husband goes over the tech stuff way better than me. I make a lot of graphics, make a lot of copies, yep. do a lot of running around. Set a lot down. of deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do a lot of that. And she does it very well. Very and, well. Uh, I have been at Westside, I think, like three months after Jason came to Westside. Was it that soon? There was like no one there. Mm. There was a total of maybe 20 people. I came in the back. Um, I didn't even really know, know Lindsay and Parker. And they came up, took communion together and prayed yeah. like in an aisle. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being like, that's super cool. I think it was like five or six months. Maybe, yeah. I had been there five or six months because New Year, New Family. We would have rolled that into that. That was not my first Sunday. Okay. Um, All right. Came in November. Gospel of Mark. Because yes. when we started, he was Whoa. in Mark for a long yes. time. Wow, yes. that's crazy. He came in wow. November of whatever year you started. Wow. And skipped Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then came and never missed after wow. in January. Nice. What was your original connection? So hilariously enough, um, my sister, yeah, Casey and Chad, yeah, said, 
hey, we got invited to this church. There's like nobody there. And yeah. we love that it's like super <laughs> low key. I love That's it. That's why I think it's hilarious because now it's, you know, booming. Hustle um, and bustle. And yeah. if you wanted just <laughs> like so an funny. atmosphere of super low key. Do you know who vi- invited them? I'm pretty sure Jamie Morse. Oh, okay. Wow, that's awesome. That's so fascinating. I love it. I love I all those wrong, connections. But yeah. yeah. And so I came one Sunday, almost didn't come because didn't know what to expect. Sure. It's like anxiety filled walking into a room of people you didn't know. Yeah. And my sister was not there that Sunday and I just like. <laughs> hey, you should come sometime. <laughs> not going to be there. I yeah, that's great. sat in the back by myself and uh, wow. yeah, and then I made a like kind of agreement with my friend Jessica Suka at the time. Yeah. And I said, if you go to church with me, I'll work out with you. Perfect. And we started coming pretty regularly. Yep. Those are some great friendships though. Wow. Let's work on the emotional cool. health, the physical health. I love that. It was it's an really interesting cool. year. I'm not sure it was our healthiest year, but eh, we sure. did a lot of experimenting and Look, we landed at church. So I, that was great. I never <laughs> knew it was Casey and them. Yeah. And then... Jamie, and then that's wow. I love that. That's yeah. incredible. That's really cool. That and, is so wild. And then I'm sure Amy or Nikki's going to ask this, but when did you and John start dating and how did that happen? Tinder. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> okay. The so, Lord love used it. Tinder. I love, I love that. That is one of my favorite things when people are like, oh, Tinder's gross and creepy. And I'm going to admit, I know nothing about it. It's pretty gross and creepy. Um, I hear is, that. There's a large part of that, yeah. But I love that I can then flop out and say, hey, you know what? I know people that got married yeah, off Tinder. Yeah, we're the success story. Here I love go. it. And I yeah. love where you are. So yeah, go into a little more detail with the Tinder because it's so great. So I was uh, in Virginia at the time. I was a teacher. Um, and I came home to visit my mom who lived in Campbell. Um, and so it was the summer break and, uh, I just got out of a bad relationship and my mom was like, well, you know, you just need to go meet people. And Fresh you know, while you're, break yeah, while you're here, yeah. why don't you go download one of those apps? I think it's called Tinder. And I was like, mom, I'm not going to join Tinder. Mom encouraged yeah. Tinder. <laughs> Super funny. Yeah. The whole reason. Super yeah. funny. Wow. So it's a blessing that she suggested that. But <laughs> so I got into town and within, you know, I downloaded Tinder to make my mom happy. And within like five minutes of being in town, I got my first match, which was Haley. Oh, she was the first and only match. First like, and only match. That's inc- only. That's well, well, you understand what I'm saying. I, yeah. You understand what I'm saying. That's good. I like that. So great. This yeah. is better. And so it, the funniest part was my profile picture, which I was not taking Tinder seriously. Yeah. And it was a picture of me in the clown band. And Love so it. I had my clown outfit on. And, uh, and so she, her first message was, she messaged me first and she said, Hey, I like your style. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I think she's could be funny. Right. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Haley, I am like, my mind is over here blown. And if you know, Haley, this makes perfect sense. Like I can see this. This is great. Yeah. It's good. And, so, so, and you were now you were living in Campbell or just visiting? I was now? just visiting. Okay. I had a place in, in Virginia and I was still on contract yeah. as a teacher. When just, was the first date? It was probably a week. I was I was in town for two weeks, yeah. which was Six. my plan. <laughs> July yeah, 6th. July 6th, yeah. There you go. What was the first date? Uh, we went on a double blind date. Um, yep. Me and Haley went as a couple or a new couple. And then uh, two of other Haley's other friends went as yeah. well. We went to Bronze Owl nice. uh, just to kind of get to know each other. Sure. I was, you know, had no idea who to even. Sure. You know, I didn't know what Look she looked for. like. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, right. How yeah. did that go? Obviously, well, it went well. We got married. Yes, <laughs> but what Fast was the forward. initial like after that night? Oh, okay, I'll give this a go again. So, 
John and John's mom both say that John came home and he was like, I found the one. Yeah. Nice. Which he did. Yeah. So. Sure. Yay. And you weren't that like gung ho. I was. uh, Gung ho by like, I found the one. I'm ready. Here we go. I really liked him, sure. but I don't think if, you know, a different podcast for a different time, the sure. dating chronicles of <laughs> Haley that. Sutton. That's actually going to be a 27 episode yeah. series <laughs> dropping. Like, yeah. I love Some would say I came on a little too strong. <laughs> hey, that was great. Because I was, I was the same way when I saw Courtney. Yeah. So it was yeah, just, all the cards were on the table. I knew exactly what I wanted. And yep. you weren't there, Haley. You yep. were not in the in the like. This is the dude. Courtney wasn't either. So that's why I was like, yeah, yeah. boom. See, maybe I'm is. the boy in the relationship. I don't go. know because I went and told people that after me and Rick's first date, I'm like, I'm going to marry this dude. Well, yeah, he was wow. never getting married and having kids. Well, he was also never getting married and having. Yeah, kids. I was that person. Yeah. And okay. so for him to make that switch was like huge. Um, for me to say you're the dude. People would have been like, yeah, you said that about the last jerk and the ah, last jerk okay. and the last jerk. And so when he was like, I like you, I was like, wait, like publicly, you're going to tell people you like me. And instead of, you know, being in a healthy mindset, I was like, there's something wrong with this guy. If sure. He likes me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, we navigated that. I love this. So you stayed in Virginia for how much longer? Because I remember this long distance back and forth. Yeah. So, well, there's more to that story. So I was only supposed to be in town for two weeks. And my mom, unfortunately, had a heart attack. And so that two weeks turned into four weeks, turned into, I think it was like, what, six weeks total I was in town. Wow. And uh, so that's just, you know, the Lord saying, hey, you probably should stay a little bit longer. Unfortunately, my mom turned out to be fine. And when she got to the hospital, they said it was I never knew that. Yeah. Wow, man. And uh, so, yeah, I stayed in town for a little bit longer and didn't really know how to leave. And I didn't want to leave. But unfortunately, I had signed a contract. And um, so when I moved back, uh, I guess went back to Virginia was about August or the end of July and um, started school, went through the whole contract. And we saw each other probably maybe once every two months. We tried to make it where either I flew out or she flew out or yeah. something like that. And uh, Tell them a little bit what your schooling's in, John, and, yeah. and all of that. So my uh, my bachelor's is in music education. I'm a, I'm a band teacher here at Puxico. Yeah. Um, this is my third year at Puxico and the fourth year in Missouri. Love total. it. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, my master's is from the University of Florida in instrumental conducting. So Love it. I have a lot of music degrees. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. And so you had signed a contract with a school yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. And so the way that, yeah, schools uh, operate a year in advance. And so you sign a contract for the whole year. Yeah. Uh, and they don't look uh, very fond upon you leaving halfway through sure. the year. Right. Yes. But, yes. Uh, but yeah. So we. I remember Haley babysitting our kids and FaceTiming yeah. that guy. Yeah. I was Haley's that guy. boyfriend, that guy, <laughs> that you guy. know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then obviously a proposal happened. Yeah, the proposal pretty happened uh, pretty quick. Yep. Um, we, I knew that, you know, we didn't want to do the long distance married thing. So uh, I just, you know, full cards on the table. I said that those were my intentions. And um, I talked to her her dad and her mom and they're like, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. I love and it. So Haley had planned a, a photo uh, photo shoot for something different, completely different. And that's yeah. when I asked her to marry me in the photo shoot. She had no idea. Love it. So there are pictures of you. Getting of him down on one knee yeah. getting proposed to. We just, we cleaned out the garage this past weekend and Courtney said, look at this. And it was the DVD of the Sunday morning that I proposed to Courtney. I proposed Aww. 
in front of the entire church and all of that stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And then now, man, this is home. Yeah, this you're, is home for me now. Yeah. You're down here. That's good. Yeah. That's really good, man. What else you got, Nick? Well, I was I wanted to backtrack a little because was Campbell home base before? So no, was this coming I, back home? No, I was uh, born and raised in Virginia. I never had lived in Missouri. My mom is from Campbell. Um, and so when I graduated high school, my mom and my sister uh, moved to Campbell. My sister went to Campbell High School and, and graduated from there, but I had never lived here. So we had, we'd traveled uh, at least once or twice a year visiting family gotcha. um, for Christmas and summers and stuff like that. But no, I never lived here. So. Well, I was going to say, because Campbell and Puxico are not <laughs> huge cities in the southeast yeah, East Missouri. Yeah, I came from northern Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Campbell peaches, Puxico goat burgers. Oh, yeah, right? it's a great yeah. combination. There you go. Yeah. He had no intention of coming back here. Yeah, like, even no. when he... We matched on Tinder. He was like, hey, full college on the table. I'm from Virginia. I'm here for a week. Yeah. And I was like, okay. All right. Yes. All right. Appreciate the honesty. That is so <laughs> wild. I love that. Nice. Okay. So, Miss Haley. Yep. Mrs. Haley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I'll get on to my own cell Love here. it. Um, what is your favorite thing about summer? Like, it's hot. Right now, we are sitting in a room in a building that's having air conditioning issues, and it's not <laughs> miserable, but it's toasty in here. A little stuffy. Yeah, st- that's a good word, stuffy. So, Haley, what's your favorite thing about summer? Um, so, I am not a summer girl. Amen. Like, yep. there's a lot of summer girls, mm-hmm. and I'm just that basic fall girl. Yep. Like, love me some fall. Yep. Um, so, I think my favorite thing about summer, which um, John does not like, so that's always fun navigating, is just getting in the water. Huh? I grew up, and we would go to the lake, and we had a pontoon or some sort of boat, and I don't really care what the water is, right? Other than I'm not really a big fan of the river, which is also yeah. not okay. Time out. Wait good. a minute. So you prefer Wapapello? Yes. <laughs> over current river. Static yes. water. Mm, I'm yeah. a lake lady and not a river rat. Yeah. There you huh. go. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And that's the only way I'll call myself a lady. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. But are you are you a summer guy or? Yeah, I live for the summers. That's yeah. I mean that's when He's teachers teacher. yeah teachers have off right but. for sure. Masters in Florida. Yes. You know. Yeah. I lived in Florida for two years and my blood got thinned out pretty quick. Yeah, man. For sure. I just can't. There's nothing. Yeah. Nope. I love summer. I love it. It does not love me. I am. <laughs> You can always put on enough clothes. I feel like I can get warmer much quicker than I can yeah. cool off. Oh, yeah, no. No question about it, but that's just me. Plus, I love a good cardigan. Oh, I yes. agree. I'm and definitely a fall. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's just... When it comes to clothes, I'm all about fall and winter, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Okay, John, so what's your least favorite thing about summer? Ooh, uh, summer school. Oh, probably my okay. least favorite thing. <laughs> Good answer. I've put it off so long. I've, I've fortunately never had to teach summer school, um, but I do teach a summer band camp every year. Gotcha. Uh, and always going back to school, like the end of summer is probably the worst for me. Mm. That Well, that yeah. makes sense though, because it's like- So over. when it ends, the yeah, worst exactly. thing about summer is when yeah. it ends. Yeah. My yeah. kids would say the same thing. That's great. Yeah. As, a, as a parent, now that my kids, which when they were younger, I felt that dread that when school starts, because it's like- you get summer and things slow down. Yeah. In your mind, they really don't. But school starts, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, we've got this, that, the other. Halloween happens, Thanksgiving, and you've yeah. missed a whole year, and it's happened so quickly because of the school calendar. Yeah, and for me, being a, a marching band teacher, that's like our busiest season right. is, is September, <laughs> October. We have something every weekend. Yeah. So it ramps up going into Christmas and, and uh, Thanksgiving. It doesn't slow down for us at all. I remember in college seeing those guys 
And I was, man, I mean, they're practicing right alongside, right outside the football players and toting those instruments. And, man, it was brutal, man, brutal. Mm -hmm. Kudos to you guys. Okay, (laughs) so, John, because of your musical background, what would be your favorite instrument to play? Because you play multiple. Yes. You teach multiple. Yeah, yeah. I'd say my favorite uh, instrument to play is probably the guitar, just because it's always challenging and you're never going to be at least for me, I'm never going to be good enough at guitar. Okay. Um, when I started, I played uh, bass and tuba. When I was um, in sixth grade and, and and through school, I played tuba. My main instrument was tuba. And so uh, my probably my least favorite instrument to play is probably bass. I know Haley would disagree. She likes okay. when I play bass better. Okay. But <laughs> Slapping the bass. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, for me, guitar is always a new challenge. So I, I enjoy, you know, always working to and get better. And for the record, there's really not an instrument John can't play. There are very few. Yeah. Very few. Yeah, for sure. For Hailey, sure. Haley, what about you? Do you play an instrument? I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and I was in junior high band in percussion. Um, but I can't play, and my husband's very nice to let me bang on our <laughs> drum set at home. But um, I love it. No, 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 no. We should also, I feel like, pause here and talk about Murphy music as oh, well, yeah, because cool. one of the cool things about obviously you guys taking over media, doing all of that, and one of the things that was a no-brainer about it is what you guys were already doing with your passions and your giftings in regards to Murphy Music. Yeah. So this is your opportunity for the <laughs> millions of podcast listeners out there oh, who are maybe listening to ours. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is Murphy Music? And plug that for us. You want to go for it? I mean... Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, Murphy Music and Media is us again. It's just the two of us. Yeah. Um, but basically, he came here and didn't really know a bunch of people. Obviously, had a lot of experience um, playing music and teaching music. He actually taught music lessons um, back in Virginia at mm. Jewel Tone Music. Yeah, nice. Um, and so. There was kind of like a, a gap here of him knowing people, but also everybody was like on Facebook, like we don't know where to go for music sure. lessons or anything and like let's that. Let's be honest, you know everyone. Yeah. I so do. yeah, that's <laughs> a do. good connection. I've lived here forever. Yep. I tried to leave once and I came back quickly. Um, yep. And so um, it was a great way for him to meet people, get plugged in. Um, and then also as like people just started needing something done I was like John like these people that we know they need help with this do we know anybody that could do that do you have connections and John's like I can do that I can do that (laughs) I can do that I asked him many a time to write down uh like all the jobs that he's ever had um but it just keeps growing and so he was like oh well yeah I had a sound company back in Florida and oh yeah I've done graphic design before and this and so it just kept growing and growing and so now we do um sound technician sound system rental dj karaoke mc we do graphic design we do music lessons we have a group guitar class that's this summer um we have our first recital coming up on july 30th if you want to support some super cool kids and grown-ups yeah very cool very cool and where can people find out about you guys you guys 
music and media on Facebook. We Love do have it. an Instagram. It doesn't have that much content. We're working on it. <laughs> <All> good. <laughs> We're so busy good. with other media stuff. We can't yeah. update everybody. It's like plumbers and construction yeah. and like their houses are all uncompleted because yeah. yeah. they're completing everyone else's. Yeah. That's great, guys. That is so great. I do think Jason was right, though, when he said you guys were the perfect choice for this position because you guys had been doing it before you came on staff yeah, um, and doing it very well. Since you have came on staff, obviously the role has grown a little bit and you guys are tweaking and making things work more efficiently, better for you. So what is something that kind of has surprised you um, about being on staff, being part of a church? You're on staff at a church now. Like what would you think about that? Yeah, I mean that's that's a, a huge title for me to be, you know, say that I'm on staff at a church. I think that's an awesome yeah. you know, responsibility. And uh, just, I mean, you know, the post-COVID era, I would, you could say post-COVID, but uh, sure. COVID, COVID made everybody kind of re-evaluate what they did yep. uh, and how they reach people. And yep. so I don't know if there's very very few churches probably that were ready for that. 100%. And just kind of switching from the reactive mode to the proactive mode. And, uh, you know, making sure that the t- technology is working for you and still doing what you wanted to do, yep. despite having to run out and buy everything that you might not have been ready for. Yep. And I think that that's kind of where we are now is just making sure that everything is sustainable and, and making it, you know, more, less reactive and more proactive. Absolutely. How about you, Haley? Um, mine is less techie of an answer. <laughs> sure. I don't know. No I wrong answer. It's just uh, like never, ever, 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 ever. Did I think that me or my future husband would be on staff at a church just when yeah. I thought about what my life was going to look like? I mean, I thought I was going to be a butcher at one point, but never did I think I was going to be the so production cool. managers at a church. And I think just um, how God takes you on this ride of life and how you can prepare for that. I mean, yeah. even when John and I met, um, I'd had lots of not really religious Christian um, relationships. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, I don't know a ton about Jesus, but I want to walk that with you. Yeah. And just the fact that in three years time, we're now on staff at yeah. a church, you know, just, just things that God, um, he it. knows and he prepares you yeah. for that yeah. you don't even always see coming. Which w- you would have said the same thing, which is what I love about <laughs> our team. I think, I mean, it's, I, I love that. Aspect. I thought I was getting fired and I wasn't, I was as a volunteer. <laughs> sure. Right. As but a no. volunteer, I thought I was getting fired when I got the text. Hey, can you meet with, but you know, I, us? And I'm like, Oh, I'm in trouble. What, what I love about that is, is seeing how, how Jesus called the first disciples. Like he calls them, he equips them, he sends them. There's a raw thing. There's a tan, there's an intangible yeah. thing that very clearly God was doing in every one of our lives at that moment. And it's like, yeah, you just go. I heard a guy say, you just go where God is working and join him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't yeah. try to start whatever, like go where God is working. And so when it comes to that kind of stuff, you're like, well, who's God working in whose life? You know, um, I'm sure Nikki has a question, but how did this Jesus thing start? Um, I want to hear both of you guys, Haley and John. How did this Jesus thing, church thing, what did that look like for you growing up? How about this? What did it look like for you growing up? And when was there a shift of like, okay, it's me and Jesus in this thing now. Growing up, me and Jesus. Go. Well, for me, I think it was, it's always been music based. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, my, my father was a professional musician and he was in a bluegrass gospel band 
uh, through the most you know formidable part of my life. Yeah, and uh, so he would travel the country doing you know shows at churches, and 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 his band was uh, you know sharing the gospel with those churches, and just kind of seeing how everybody. Uh, was different in the different denominations and how they chose to worship and how, you know, what they enjoyed and, and different things like that. Um, and then, you know, growing up, I, it has always kind of been like that. The song we did last weekend or this weekend uh, was You Keep Coming After Me. Yeah. And it was always me, like, recognizing that God is in my life and, and knowing that all the good things are coming from God. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I can I can kind of go, yeah. you know, and he's always chasing after me and bringing him back. Yeah. And then, you know, at the point where I met Haley, it was really, you know, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of running. Sure. And just kind of giving myself fully mm. to God and Jesus. And, and it's just been an, an awesome and rewarding journey since then. Yeah, it's, in the past it's, four years. C.S. Lewis calls it the hound of heaven. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he said that he went to ride his bike and he said, all I can say is, is when I got on the bike, I wasn't a believer. Yeah. And then when I parked my bike at my house, I was a believer. Mm-hmm. And the hound of heaven had chased me down. Yeah. Like, that's just beautiful. That's yeah. cool. How about you, Haley? So I grew up in church every Sunday. Um, that's just what you did. There was never a question of it. There was never a question of what we believed. Um, We went to First Christian Church here in Poplar Bluff. Uh, Still have mad love for them. Um, Love it. Um, But I don't know. I was young and it was just expected that we would serve. Mm -hmm. Um, Helped out in Sunday school. My mom was the youth leader. My mom and Kathy Richardson put on every musical Christmas performance that there was. And I I always had a lead role, not because I was great, but because my mom said, I can make you practice and I can't make the other kids (laughs) practice. True story. And just, we were always there. We um, started a contemporary service and we led worship there. I mean, we were always there. Um, And then I got baptized. kept going, but I would say probably junior high or high school, I started being rebellious due to no one's fault but my own. Just rebellion's great sometimes, and you want to see that whole other life that you haven't really been exposed to. Sure. Um, And so even though we were still going to church, um, my my mom also had a divorce, and so we ended up kind of leaving First Christian. Mm. Um, It was just hard, yeah. uh, just hard. My grandfather passed away. There were so many attachments that we had that had kind of broken. Mm. And um, we just started searching for another church. Um, and during that time, I was in a, like I've said previous, not really Christian relationship. Yeah. And I was not actively pursuing sure. kind of God at all. Yeah. Um, and I would say I hit my breaking point, uh, came in that November And then when me and Jessica decided like in January, hey, like I need you to do this with me and I'll do that with you. And I think we both just realized like I've been baptized. I've been in this my whole life, but now I need the real relationship, Mm -hmm. not just the intro, not just the because, but like I'm ready to, to do this. And even that period of time, which is like what six, seven years sure. at this yeah. point, yeah. Um, it has. There's been this ebb and flow of me. Okay, I'm giving it all to you, and then I'm not giving this to you. I'm <laughs> sure. giving it all to you, and I'm not giving this to you. And yeah. I think um, marriage and parenting, even in the last what two, three years, those have just shown you yep. or me how much you need God. Yeah. Yep. You think you need them when you're single. You think 
I, right. it's hard then. And it just, it doesn't ever get easier. It just changes. I think Nikki and I yep. always yeah. feel that, but, um, just to know that God is number one in absolutely everything. He's above my husband. He's above my child. Um, mm. Anything good comes from him. Anything yep. bad is probably due to a direct consequence of my own choices sure. and not the Lord spiting me. And sure. just how that is to have an actual community around you. Yeah. And just it was different than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate my parents putting that in me and my grandparents putting that in me because when it came time to needing something, I knew who to run to. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's good. That's really good. Hearing your story. Um, and really kind of both of you guys' stories is kind of what we've talked about in the series in the minor prophets is like the wandering, like, um, the word Israel literally means a struggle. Yeah. So like, so like God named, yeah, God, yeah, God like <laughs> names these group of people like struggle. Like, but when you think about it, he made a choice. Like, I'm going to struggle with you, mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah. And the Christian life, I, I think, is no different when it comes to that. And I'm just encouraged and I love hearing, hearing y'all's stories when it comes to that. And I think it does tie in to the minor prophets oh. and this story that we've been walking through over the past couple of weeks. This Sunday, we did Hosea. What was everybody's opinion and thoughts of Hosea? Super right? fun to teach to kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, in Jewish tradition. Sometimes they would make the kids leave whenever yeah, they would read the letter. You well, know? you know. But at kids' side, we're just getting after it. No. <laughs> um, if, if if you miss this Sunday, we were in the book of Hosea. I'm just going to read you the first uh, two verses, Hosea two and three. Um, and it says, and this will set the context, man. Yeah, okay. So, so pay attention. <laughs> when the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dilbanon, and she conceived and bore him a son. And there is your context for and the book of Hosea. And side was fun. No, we did not touch on that. Right. I did not use the word whoredom three right. times to, you know, seven-year-olds. Yeah, what was uh, <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of parent-teacher conferences yeah. on, on that one. What was y'all's understanding, the story, the context? Um, what stuck out? What was kind of your golden nugget, if you were um, to take away from Hosea? So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Redeeming love is based <laughs> off of the book of Hosea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And goodness so gracious. Yes. The book, the movie, everything that all these yeah. women, Christian, not Christian, just love is based off of the book of Hosea. So and Courtney had a, a lady say and recommend to her and gave her the book. And I became furious because the lady said, well, this is based off Hosea, but man, this author really expands on the story. And I was like, how about you read Hosea? Yeah. How about you read Hosea? You know, so please continue. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, And so I think going into it, I already had like a rough, Mm, like what I thought it was maybe going to be about. It's good. But I think, um, and I'm going to do my best to not get emotional as I say this, but um, the fact that not, trying to be expl but yeah. we are the whore. Yeah. Yes. 
And like, I mean, he says it in verse two. Yeah, I yeah. know, but I'm just like, I feel weird saying, <laughs> no, like, like, you're a whore. Yeah, uh, but, no, um, spiritually, yes. We are the whore. And um, I think that I can recognize that sometimes mm. in um, relationships with people. Like, yeah. I've done you wrong. And it's easy to want to eject those when, like, sometimes easier than to say yeah. you're sorry. But, um, just kind of even coming full circle with the intro of what we did with me and John, um, me saying like, Oh, you like me. There's a problem mm, with that. That's good. That's yeah. because I had, in my opinion, such a past that sure. no one could ever love that no one could ever take back. Yeah. And he was new to town, but he was going to hear about it somewhere, sure. somehow. Yeah. And, um, we came and we just told each other everything. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. the first relationship of that. Yeah. And knowing like, Hey, not only are you going to like, do I have previous struggles, but like I have current struggles and I'm going to have future struggles Yep. and seeing that play out in our marriage. Yep. Well then taking that a step further and like, there's no way this human person can love me like that. Right. There's no way this amazing God who Mm -hmm. everything good has ever come from. Yeah can love me like that and still want me. At least he's flawed also. Sure. You know, John sure. has his flaws and sometimes I can be like, well, can perfection flaws. love imperfection? Yeah. And it's the question of, can I be fully known and fully loved? Right. Yeah. And yeah, this is the Dave Rover story. That's the whole purpose of it. That is the book of Hosea. Yeah. And just, we are Gomer. We are. And what is it like to be Hosea to somebody around you. Yeah, that's the Tim Keller prophet there at the end. I mean, when Tim hit that, I was like, sheesh. Like, and, and so if, if you don't know, we're fast forwarding a little bit and I want to get to what everybody thought. But the story that the book is outlined, Hosea 1 through 3, is about this radical marriage and love. And, and, and Hosea marries a prostitute, Gomer. And so the first three chapters are all about that. Chapter four to the end of the book is all prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's all thus saith the Lord. But in chapter three, Hosea buys Gomer back from essentially the, the sex trade. So so think of um, the movie Taken when Liam Nielsen, like that's <laughs> that, but like less violent, I think yeah. like that. But, um, and he buys Gomer back and it ends. Yeah. And then chapter four, it's thus saith the Lord. And it's like, well, did Gomer go? Did she stay? Did she remain faithful? Was she unfaithful? Was it? And I'm just going to read this quote because we had trouble with the audio and stuff, but this quote from Tim Keller is incredible. It says, God doesn't let you know what happens to Gomer. And do you know why? Because at the end of this, because if the end of the story ended with Gomer jumping into Hosea's arms, we could say, see, Every single time I love in that costly way, that's what's going to happen to me. Or if Gomer leaves, everyone would say, well, see, what's the use? Instead, we don't know. Why? Because it's none of your business. Mm. But I'll tell you this. If you love like Hosea loved, if you love as God loved, if you love in the most costly way, then you too can be a prophet. Probably no one will write a book about you, but in some way, if you do what Hosea did, you can have the effect that Hosea had. You will show the love of God to the world. You'll make an impact. I don't know how, but you will if you choose to love like the prophet. 
That's incredible. That was. I mean, just the idea that you can be a prophet. Yeah. Like we think prophetically is, you know, whatever, being critical or speaking this or speaking truth to power or what if it's radical love? Like, whew, man. I don't know a whole lot of men who would multiple times their wife runs away and then would go and say, hey, I've worked hard for my money. Let's go buy my wife back. Man. I just, in this day and age, that is so unfathomable yeah. that it's like, oh, you cheated, we're done, bouncing out. And 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 I think what's important to clarify is, is that home or, or that Gomer was making willful choices. Oh, yeah. So this is not like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm I messed up. She was up. abused and had to or something even. Yeah, like, like in when chapter three and she's at the sex trade, she's at the end of her life because of consistent, sinful, willful choices. And so to think that God still pursues us, like you were talking about, even in the midst of our rebellion, you know, we tied it in and said, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Guys, that's the pure gospel. That's the gospel that Paul's writing in Romans, that he anticipates the answer when people go, so then can we just keep sinning? And he goes, no, no. <laughs> because the whole point of what Homer says, or Homer, I keep putting Hosea, Hosea and, Gomer and Gomer again. Yeah. What Hosea says to Gomer is, you don't need to go with other men yeah. because I'm here. I'm enough. And grace isn't just forgiveness from sin. It is also fuel to not sin. It's power to not have to do that. And, but I think when you really start preaching the radical gospel, it brings up like other questions like, oh. well, I mean, are you saying that? Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's radical. It's crazy. It, I'm going to ask this question. Do you remember that being the message that, that you heard from church or from, because here's what I encounter. I encounter two people, people who say, yes, I always knew God's love was unconditional. Wow. But I willfully, that was me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, me I, knew, I knew the love of God. I mean, I saw my dad get invitations in stadiums mm -hmm. and just stadium full of people come forward. Like, and I was like, weed, you know, like, <laughs> I was just dumb, you know. And then there are the people who were like, I didn't know. You know, I either didn't grow up in church, so I didn't know or I did grow up and I just, that was never it. Where would you guys say y'all landed in that? I'm somewhere kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, I was petrified of God. Mm -hmm. God was hellfire, brimstone. I'm sinning. I'm messing up. And I grew up in church. Sure. I knew Jesus loved me. Yeah. But with your big idea this week that God's love is stronger than our sin. Amen. That was not something yes, I right? got completely. Wow. It wasn't until my mid-20s. Because isn't it crazy that at some point in what you're talking about, at, you would have, we believed that our sin is stronger than God's love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a sinner. I was going, yeah. I said something mean to someone sure. or a snarky comment. And I'm in my, I yeah. did not behave appropriately. Sure. We'll just leave it very vague and blanket. Wow. I was going to hell. Because, because we would never, it sounds crazy to say that out loud, that our sin is stronger than God's love, but that's what a legalist yeah. is saying. That's yeah. what, oh, and, and that was know? exactly the way yeah. I grew up, was in that legalistic mindset Sure. that when I first went into a grace church yeah. to one that taught the love of Jesus and was grace-focused, yeah. 
I spent six months trying to prove the pastor wrong. Sure. <laughs> Didn't right. go well for me Yeah, right. at all. For sure. What about you, Haley? Where would you line up on that? I think I knew that. Yeah. But it's one thing to know it for everybody and God's people. It's another thing to apply it to you. Mm. Um, I think that it's good. That reverse pride or whatever of Eeyore of like, well, not me sure. or, you know, um, I don't think it, I mean, we were taught the prodigal son so many times. I remember on yeah. Easter sunrise service and you do like a dance to a song and you all pretend with the beer bottles and then Christ comes and I mean, I have so many of those on a DVD or a VHS, you know, you're never too far, but I think it's different when sometimes uh, your wandering isn't even public. Mm, It's good. Sometimes your wandering is an internal struggle or Mm -hmm. you're still going to church, but you feel distant um, and maybe you're not confiding or maybe all these other things. And you're just like, how do I even come back? I'm not hundred percent sure I left. I don't know what the issue is. And just, is this a me thing? Is this an everybody thing? You just go through this time where you question God or you get to be rebellious and just knowing that you can come back. There's always welcome arms. Honestly, sometimes you never left. Like he had his grip on you the whole time and he knew what you were going to do. It doesn't make what you did. Okay. It doesn't mean that you get a free pass. It doesn't mean everybody should go try to wander for a little bit. Um, but it does mean he doesn't leave you. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. And that's really good. We, we, we said that sin isn't just breaking God's law. It's the breaking of God's heart. Yeah. And one commentator said that oftentimes in the Psalms, we hear from David or the human perspective about how they feel towards God and super thankful for those books. But the commentator said, the book of Hosea is how God feels towards us. And so with the idea of that sin isn't just breaking God's law, it's breaking God's heart. How does that language change or maybe put some flesh on the idea that it's a relationship in this aspect? I mean, I think what you talked about on Sunday, saying that, um, you know, drawing the parallels to the Islam faith, Mm. where there's, you know, so many names for for Allah, but yeah. not one of them is Father. Yep. Mm-hmm. And bringing it down to that relationship that that we all have one, whether it was a good one or a bad one, sure. we all know what a Father is. Yes, and just you know, being it so personal and relational that way is 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 huge for me. Absolutely, yeah. It makes it. It's the again, C.S. Lewis said the God that's close. Yeah, you know, not just the God that created the universe, but the God that like wants a relationship. You know, for sure. How about you guys? Go ahead, Haley. My brain's like (laughs) absorbing John's information. (laughs) I think um, growing up, there was still a very high reverence of God, even at church. Um, I think (laughs) I went to Canacook one time and they called him Daddy God. And I just remember remember being like, y'all about to get hit by lightning. Like, I don't know if you, you know. And I still kind of believe that, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it was was a little too relaxed for me. But the fact that reactionary. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that you can come to him as a father. And um, I think a lot of times our relationship that we see is like Bruce Almighty, and he's like, smite me, almighty smite. You know, and I I think about that scene often. Yes, yes. Um, But then just to realize that, that God's up there, 
like his, you're breaking his heart. I think sometimes we think we can't break his heart, you know, but like you can, and he's still choosing to love. And even the fact of like Hosea, Hosea had a choice, like God called him, but he had a choice to obey and to choose to walk this and to choose if he was going to love Gomer and like, God is not smite me, almighty smiter. He he has this whole plan lined out. He has these opportunities for you, and you get to choose. Yeah, it's interesting. The book of uh, Romans says, it is the goodness and kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always want to read that to the street preacher guy. Yeah. I want to be like, have you read? And they'll be like, well, yelling at these people is loving. And I'll be like, oh, okay, you're that guy. Okay, I got you, buddy. You know. But like Hosea chapter 11 says, God says in the New Living Translation version, like, oh, Israel, I can't let you go. And my heart is ripped in my chest. And I just thought the whole week, like that language that God is using, I don't know. It, it, it brings a lot more gravitas to me of what sin and, and that is in that sense. And then it makes sense. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can, you know, all of that type of stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty powerful, pretty powerful stuff. What's been your overall vibe so far of just the prophets? We kind of launched it, Pentecost. Then we're in, we did Joel, now we're Hosea. We kind of reviewed, talked about what a prophet is, all of that type of stuff like that. What's your vibes when it comes to the prophets? I mean, I'm excited that we're walking through them. I don't feel like cool. we get taught a bunch, and I feel like like I like the idea that they're concise. They mm. have a point. Like yeah. they're, This is what this is. I think sometimes some of the books cover so much. Hundreds and I'm of like, years. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what is the theme? Oh, we're in a new section. I don't know if I know enough history or yeah. I don't feel equipped enough sometimes. Yeah. And like, let's cross-reference. And I'm really liking the idea of like, hey, this is, this is the word. Yeah. This is, and I think for a new believer, this series is, amazing mm, that's like great. you're gonna cover so much bible so many great points and yeah. the fact that like what you said it's return to god repent right. i mean like remember the covenant man those are the that's the key points of christianity yep i mean i think a lot of it there's so much that you can learn and you can dive into but especially for a new believer if you have a friend who doesn't know anything or just wants to like this is an easy way for you to teach the gospel over the summer of just like, come hear this. It's all of them are different, but all of them are the same. Like come to God, repent, know the covenant, love each other. I mean, it's just, it's kind of jelly on the bottom shelf. (laughs) Hey, I like that. You know, and and I think a lot of times we think the prophets outdated, that's history, just exactly what you're saying. And the reality is, is the Bible is like a diamond that when light shines through, it gives you many colors from one stone. Yeah. And and what we're doing in the Minor Prophets is we're just kind of tilting the diamond and we're seeing the different facets. So, you know, Hosea is this, God saying, I'm going to woo you and speak tenderly. And this week in Amos, the second verse is, God roars like a lion yeah. from Judah. <laughs> You're like... Okay, this is a different aspect of the stone here. You know what I mean? But I think it's so important because Paul talks about 
the whole counsel of God. Yeah. And and I think that's the key when it comes to it. Yeah. I think for me is just like you said, drawing those parallels between the Old Testament and the New Testament and mm. seeing how prophecies are fulfilled. Yeah. And you know, with with uh, Hosea, you can see direct correlation to Jesus and, yep. and yeah. God's relationship there. Yep. And then with you know Joel and, and Paul talking about those things. Yep. It's, it's it's for me drawing those connections between those the, yeah. the testaments of the Bible yep. from a historical aspect or just from a literary standpoint or just you know just seeing that it's all connected, like you said, a diamond, yeah. like the facets of a diamond. I think you'll appreciate this even just from a literary perspective, yeah. dude. How crazy is the story of the Bible? Yeah, that you've got from Genesis and you know the the sword with an angel. Yeah, and then Jesus dies, and or Moses is supposed to stitch an angel for to separate the path, and then Jesus dies in the tur- curtain temple. Like mm-hmm. just from a literary standpoint, it's like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Like oh yeah, every national treasure, yeah, right? <laughs> just boom, 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 boom. It's just these dominoes. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I just sure. I love it for sure. Yeah. What's your vibe, Nick, from the Minor Prophets? Um, I'm teaching it to kids this summer. Yeah. So for me, absolutely, John, I agree. The parallel between who Jesus is good. and what God said he was, that it a lot lines up with God's promise. He said this way back here in the Old Testament. Yep. And then how you can flip here in the New Testament, and this is where Jesus is. Yeah, I did good. explain to children that we are the Gomer, mm-hmm. um, and they don't fully understand the yeah. concept of sure. how bad Gomer was yeah. God sinning. just tried to love someone who didn't love him. No, and yeah, that's, right. you know, but the point of, hey, you're breaking God's heart yeah. through disobedience is what we do on the daily as adults when we think we've got it together. Kids, you're no different. Your yep. parents don't have it more together. Yeah. So I think teaching it to the kids is very real for me. I'm seeing new things it's good. that I've never seen before, which is super fun when you get to show kids Jesus in a very real broken world through his word. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. I'm excited about it. Most of all, I'm excited about having you guys on the team, man. This Thank has you. been fun. It's really good. Nikki, you got anything else? Any la- major questions? Okay, I got one more. I mean, more. something that the listeners yep. need to know. And, right and Jason, now. I'm going to include you in on this. Okay. This is, yep, Westside staff. We Let's are go. Team Westside. Let's go. Okay, so here we go. You're the lead in the movie. It's a big movie. It's a big oh, summer man. movie. Like I had five kids as their one good thing. Like this, Top Gun. Well, I'm just saying it's big. a it's a big, <laughs> okay. big summer movie time. Blockbuster. All the big ones are coming out. All right. You're the lead in the movie. You're getting ready to go for the big scene, whether it's a big fight scene, big, whatever. Okay. What's the theme song that comes on? What's your theme song? What's the big soundtrack? It's the big hit of the soundtrack of your movie. Oh. Is it Jason, one, so? It's a soundtrack that's already existed. N- your or, call? Jason's like, I'm Jason Jordan new for yeah. me, something fresh. <laughs> or or the it movie, can just be a song. The movie of Jason Jordan, the hit of the soundtrack yeah. is. <laughs> I'm probably gonna okay. My movie is gonna be a super sad drama, okay? Because that's like <laughs> my personality, and it's probably like maybe the climactic scene that's like. That's coming in that moment. Um, it's probably going to be a Beatles song. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, or if it's a super sad, heartbreaking movie, it might be Tyler Childress' Bottles and Bibles. Oh, like, that's just, a good one. That's a good song. <laughs> just this ah, drama thing. So yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. So that's what Beatles got. song? Because that's, that's a broad Oh, pay. man. There's so many. There's so many. And every album's different, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just... That that would be impossible for me to answer that. So this is the kind of mom I am. When the iPod touches come out, my kids both got them for Christmas. Yeah. 
the first song, both of them, I picked one Beatles song for both of them. Didn't care what else they chose yep. to go on it, but both of them had a Beatles song. Raise a child in the way and they should go. Yeah, they needed to know. <laughs> yes. John? Theme music. This is the music guy. This is like the hardest question for him to yeah, answer. Like, what's your favorite What's your favorite song? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> All of music. I'm a music teacher. Yeah. Come, come back to me. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Do you have one, Haley? I mean, I feel like I maybe should have read the questions and thought about this one a little more, but the thing that comes to mind, which is probably not great, um, but it would clearly be a comedy of some sort, probably a little romantic comedy, but it's definitely going to, I would be played by that girl that's often blonde who has the accent who I can't think of her name at all. Gotcha. (laughs) Blonde with an accent. The, uh, The Netflix high school movie. Why can't nobody? The Netflix. Are you talking like Rebel Wilson? Yes. Okay. She would be me. Okay. Okay. Welcome to my brain. Yeah. And so all that comes to mind is when Rebel Wilson is finally going to go do whatever I'm going to go do. I get knocked down. Oh. You know. Some Chumbawamba. I like it. Tub thumper. I like it a lot. All right, Mr. Murphy. Oh man, I feel like it's going to be anticlimactic. You guys put or too just much. One, yeah, just, just one. Right I mean, look, yeah, it's man. It's going to be by a composer. I've seen Tom. I've seen the new Top Gun movie twice now, and yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's a good soundtrack too. It is. Yeah, I would say probably it's going to be, uh, you know, some some classical musical piece. Uh, you know, probably something by uh, Brahms. Okay. You know, like some, okay. Some very mellow piano, but it's going to be dramatic. I feel like a movie in about, a minor chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah lots okay. of minor chords. <laughs> uh, I feel like a movie about me would be very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. good. Yeah. I love it. I like. So, so my movie scene, I'm thinking Dead Poets Society. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Okay. Like that's what I'm thinking. Or you know, Goodwill Hunting. He stole my line. You know, like that's <laughs> my movie scene. So yeah. yeah. What is yours? I love this. Um, so I am an action movie kind of girl. Like top, I'm yeah. like all for the love action. It. So I'm going like the Top Gun soundtrack is really good. For sure. The Forrest Gump soundtrack oh, yeah. is oh. like one of my favorites of all times. Yeah. I've bought it a couple of times because yeah. I've wore it out. Sure. Um, but I really think the song that would probably um, come out that would be my song. This is it. Um would be a Garth Brooks song. Oh, great. Yeah, because that speaks to my country bumpkin self. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. John and Haley, welcome to the team. Love you guys. Excited for the future. Hey, in the future, if you've got any questions, um, going through the minor profits, any questions about Westside, shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org or you can check us out on Facebook. You can go to our website at westsidepb.org to check out more about us tune in on sundays in person at 10 a.m facebook live at 10 a.m and never forget that it is all about jesus we love you guys peace